the young but up-and-coming journalist Annika Johnson joined me on today's episode of Locked on Devils. She is currently a Devils writer for Jersey Sporting News. So in last week's episode, I had a chance to speak with one of her colleagues, Gabby Nordstrom. And now it's Annika's turn to talk all things Devils. We have a lot to discuss in today's episode of Locked on Devils alongside Annika. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer. Devils ride for Pucks and Pitchforks and also part-time credential media member Trey Matthews. I am joined alongside the young but still up-and-coming journalist and Annika Johnson, who writes for Jersey Sporting News. Annika, like I said, you're a little young, but you definitely have a big fandom for the Devils. Everyone on Twitter can see it. And now you were able to land, I presume, your first journalist uh, job. How you doing? Thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? I can't complain. It's always a it's always a great day to be a Devils fan, and we're gonna start there. So, where did your fandom of the Devils originate? So I've been watch. I've been going to games since I was like younger, like five months with my dad. But then when Nico got drafted, I I bought a souvenir cup. Like I wasn't like a fan when I was younger, but like I would just go to games with my dad, like a kind of hobby we had. And then I got a souvenir cup and I saw Nico. I'm like, I like him a lot. So I started, ever since he got drafted, I've been like interested in the game, about how everything works ever since he's been on the Devils. I love interviewing Nico in the locker room. He's one of my favorite guys to talk to. Very smart, wise, uh, uh, beyond his years. So am I to presume that Nico is your favorite player? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so as your fandom started to grow, when did you start to – see things from a journalistic uh, mindset because once again you're very young but you still uh, cover the devils working for Jersey Sporting News. So I when I entered into my high school I saw the journalism class and I'm like well I've always seen like I saw Erica Walkman I've been close with at the games or Amanda Stein like well they do that so why not just take the class and ever since I've been in that class we did the sports um writing and I interviewed people in my school for my so I'm like well if all of like these players that the people that I look up to like Erica I want to be one of those people so I just decided that maybe that's something I want to pursue yeah so Erica Walker definitely uh, a great person to look up to I, I guess in, in my eyes like I really look up to Christy Flannery she was a big help for me when I, uh, my first day as a credential media member also love Amanda Stein and her type of work so it's nice to see more diversity in the uh, press box. And uh, I'm glad that you're following in Erica's uh, footsteps. So uh, let's talk about the Devils season in general. So from your perspective, both as a fan and as a journalist, what did you notice this past season? So from the following season behind, behind the season just passed by, we weren't doing so great. The new season with all these new players that we had and had new signings and during the during the season we got team I feel like we've had a lot of experience now on the team and that 
we've had like just many talented players come up from having Jack as a first round Nico to Timo now and having a getting better on the goalie situation with VTech and then the rookie of Schmidt. Don't worry, there's still more in store with Annika. But before we continue, I want to tell you guys about Bird Dogs because it is hot, but I still got to look good. Bird Dogs makes you look good and more. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter the promo code LockedOnNHL for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or promo code LockedOnNHL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take off your bird dogs, I promise you, once you get them. All right, let's get back to our discussion with Annika Devil. Take it away. Yeah, so definitely a lot of moving parts, and don't underestimate the depth either. So people like Nathan Bastian, Michael McLeod, Eric Halla, Andre Palat, definitely uh, crucial depth pieces for the Devils, and they're one of the reasons why this engine has been able to run. So I guess uh, one of my big questions for you is, like, if you had to pick one player, who is your MVP and why? I think it's I'm still on Jack or Brad, even though Brad didn't show a lot of experience in the playoffs. I feel like that he hasn't had the mindset like it was really his first full run in the playoffs going into the second round playing versus all these players on other teams that's known their experience in the playoffs with Devils having such a young roster going in brat did show a lot of potential in the playoffs even though he may have not showed it but he will get there and jack is just overall like a very good player that we've had that everyone's clearly seen and it's just he keeps getting better and better and wants to be a leader on the ice like as an assistant behind nico and wants to help with the younger roster coming up with different rookies. It's actually interesting that you uh, mentioned Jesper because of all the uh, Devils content creators I've interviewed, you know, obviously the consensus answer was in fact Jack Hughes, but I had one person say Nico Heischer and you mentioned Jesper Bratt. Uh, that once again, that's actually quite compelling because Bratt is coming off of back-to-back 73 point seasons. And now he is signed to a multi-year deal I think that kind of takes the burden off of his shoulders. Now he can focus solely on hockey and not so much of the contract contract uh, negotiation process. So uh, I think Brat definitely is one of the more underrated players on the Devils roster, just because he he's able to score. But I think the big thing that I want to see from Brat, he has to do some other things as well because I, this was heavily magnified during the playoffs, in which Brat the scoring wasn't there, what else is he doing? Because obviously he's not really a physical guy. He's not going to do face-offs, but he definitely has potential. And I think a lot of people forget that Brat was the main engine piece at the beginning of the year that was driving the force for the Devils because he opened the season on what, like an 11-game point streak. And his consistency started to fall off as the season came uh, halfway through, but he was able to pick it up at the right possible time. But 
playoffs, a bit of a struggle, but hey, a lot of his teammates struggled. So it's quite interesting that you uh, said Jesper Bratt because, once again, I think he has a lot of potential, and I think he can definitely uh, improve in more ways than one. So let's talk about an X-Factor piece. So someone who gets a decent amount of attention but is not really the star player. Who's someone that you consider an X-Factor, still essential to the team, but maybe they're not as highly touted as a star player? I think Eric Halla. Because yeah. in the playoffs, he did – he's had some experience with – because him being a, more of a veteran, even though he hasn't been long on the Devils, he's been playing longer on other teams, and he's on the older side of our team. And he did show a lot of helpfulness in the playoffs with scoring, giving assists. And I think he doesn't – he gets attention, but, like, not as much as Jack does or, like, Nico or some of our better defense like Dougie but he still like still has his moments that people like appreciate but he doesn't get appreciated enough yeah I think uh for Eric he really started to pick it up towards the end of the season I think a lot of people started to realize how valuable he is on the roster because he went on a scoring streak to uh, I believe close out the the regular season and he was a big component as to why the Devils were able to get out of the first round against the New York Rangers, and he had that awesome celly over Igor Shosturkin, which is now all over uh, social media. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think Eric Halla definitely is a big X-Factor piece for the Devils. But let's move on from X-Factor to now unsung hero, someone who's a little underrated, someone who falls underneath the, the radar, someone who won't get their roses. Who's that player that was still very important for the Devils, but gets little to no attention. I'm in between two people thinking about it. John Marino and I feel like also Mikey McLeod. I feel like for Mikey, he gets some attention because he his percentages on the faceoffs are very high in the NHL. But he does since, but he is on the third, like the lower lines. He does show a lot. Of, he has a body, like a bigger body, which helps with the physical side of the team. And he still does get, like, not as many high points as Jack or Nico or one of those players. But he still is able to dominate on the ice against some other teams with his phys- physicality. And then he's able to get the puck into the other zone. And then for John Marino, he's able to be off the blue line into um, the other zone. But he's... Whenever the puck goes into our zone, he's right there on the puck, on the player, getting re- getting ready to get the puck out of our zone and back into the other one. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. Your favorite moment from this past season? <sighs> oh, my gosh. Um, I think in the playoffs during one of the Eric Hollow um, sellies. I don't know. I just... Something about the energy of the crowd when he scored against the Shashurkin. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe my favorite moment would have to be, and this might be cheating a little bit, but the 13-game win streak because I was so happy that the Devils proved a lot of people wrong, and that's when people started to realize that they were primed to be a legitimate playoff team, and people were underestimating them going into the season. People were saying they were going to be a lottery team. People were pushing for Lindy Ruff to be fired. And there was so much backlash towards the organization. But once they were able to put uh, together a string of those 13 straight wins, it really showcased uh, what they're capable of doing. So personally, that's my favorite 
part of the season. So let's talk about the playoffs just a little bit. So obviously the Devils, it wasn't pretty. It was pretty rocky, and it was a roller coaster of a ride during the playoffs. In fact, you played some sort of part in it, and we're going to talk about that a little little later, a, a very famous video that uh, made its way on Twitter. But um, let just give me your thoughts on the playoffs in general. So talk about the first series against the Rangers and then the second series against the Hurricanes. So the first two games of the Rangers series were a little little rough for the Devils, but we were getting we were a very unexperienced team the season before that we had we weren't doing that great in the standings and we were very getting very doubted on going into the past season. And then when we showed that such a young roster was able to get into the playoffs and beating an experienced team, it was a little like not very shocking. But once we realized what we had to do to fix us up, we had we were showing much more better improvement in the third game. And even though our goaltending was a little bit off, it's okay because we, Shmeed really did prove himself in the ending games. Vitek was very worn out and it's unlike Igor. He was in the past like such a very good, giving credit to him. He was a very good goalie in the past playoffs, but showing our team from the young youngness of the roster, we did show a lot of improvement going into the other games of us winning from the seventh game in the New York Rangers playoffs game. And then for the New York for the North Carolina Hurricanes, we were we also didn't get much of a long break like Carolina did to rest. What we did, we we got off the seventh game and we went straight on a plane to. Carolina and didn't get much of a break on like Carolina did versus Panthers beating them so easily for them and our goaltending still wasn't the best and it wasn't the very best um, position for us so it just it was a little rocky at the ends there but it did show even though we didn't make it past the second round it showed that our team was able to do something and we can be learn from those that mistake kind like mistake that we didn't have going into the third round that we can be be even better going into the playoffs this year. Yeah, so the playoffs definitely uh like I said very rocky, a roller coaster of a ride, but I think the Devils their main goal was to get out of the first round and establish their footing throughout the league saying that once again they're a legitimate playoff team. And they are destined for greatness in the future. So let's transition from the playoffs to now the offseason. Obviously, the Devils have made a lot of moves. Uh, they were able to get Tyler Toffoli. They were able to get Colin Miller. And they signed Tomas Nosek. So basically, with all the offseason moves that the Devils have made, which one has been your favorite and why? I feel like... The Tyler Toffoli um, trade um, that we got from Igor and a bunch of other pieces for him because it, he's such a like a player like Jack Hughes or Brad and Timo. He can help the core of our team be even stronger and show that you sh- like they can't doubt doubt the Devils. And we have to give a lot of credit to Fitzgerald for that. 
or even just resetting ball because even though he may not be a great scoring player, he's six six foot six, he's two hundred and thirty pounds, he has a lot of physicality on the team that we need to help not get players like Jack that doesn't have the physicality as him, not get pushed around the ice. Absolutely. I personally love Colin Miller. I I've been talking about it on, on my show quite often. I think my audience might honestly be getting tired of it, but <laughs> I love Colin Miller. I think it's it. I think it was an underrated type of move yeah. for the Devils, just because Miller he skates really well. He uh, it was tops in a lot of defensive categories for the Dallas Stars, including defensive point shares, plus minus blocks, hits, and not only that, um, the the Devils didn't have to give up too much in order to get his services. That they traded away a 2025 fifth round selection. And I think Tom Fitzgerald, his genius uh, just shows once more. And I think the main thing that the Devils had to do this offseason was just retain a lot of players. So Michael McLeod, Nathan Bashan, like you mentioned, Kevin Ball, Timo Meyer, Jesper Brett. That was the name of the game for the Devils this offseason, which was, yes, if you can make a splashy move, make a splashy move. And their splashy move was obviously Tyler Toffoli. But the main thing was keep the band together. So I, I was answering this question on my show a couple episodes ago. I want to get your thoughts. Do you think this offseason was a success for the Devils? And what grade would you give it? I would give it an A. I don't know what range, but I feel like a lot of it was very smart of Fitzgerald because we did resign the players that did show a lot of help in the past season. Like you said, Timo, Brad, even like signing Mikey and Bashton. Even though they aren't, like, big-name players, they did have a lot of core on our team. And I feel like it's been a very good because we did get a lot of, like, Fitzgerald did show that he wanted to be a better team and be a, either a conference final contender or a Stanley Cup contender. He wanted to show that this team does want something more than just being, like, like a team that doesn't know what they're going to do with them, like, like with themselves, like how we did the year before that, that – we did. We proved ourselves, but it's just been really good off season. Everyone's had a lot of high hopes for Fitzgerald, and it's been a very like, it's been strong getting a Kale Foot, resetting even a player like Ball and all of them. So, what are your expectations going into the new season? Where do you think this Devils team is going to land? I think we're going to land back in the playoffs. The only thing that's maybe. A little tricky is still the goalie. We still the goalie situation that it's like even like um, Schmid did prove himself in the playoffs, and he does have a lot of potential being a rookie. And VTech is there t- like most of the time, but sometimes he just gets worn out. But that happens with a lot of players. So that's I feel like we still need to balance out the goalie situation. But I feel like it's gonna be very good because we have a lot of new players and players are keeping for a long time that want to be on the team and want to show themselves that they are a New Jersey devil. All right. So to close out today's show, I want to talk a little bit about you. So uh, a little earlier in the episode, I talked about a video that you made of uh, the devils winning, I believe game three of round one in the Stanley cup playoffs against the Rangers. It was Dougie Hamilton's overtime game winning goal. I believe you were with your friends and, You guys went absolutely crazy when that happened in real time. And the Devils used that clip 
and a bunch of other clips to, to promote it. And I think the NHL also acknowledged it. So I want to get your thoughts. How did that come about? Like, how did the Devils find that video? Or was that in real time? Like, just, just lay it all out. So we were, so when we found out we we're going into overtime, it was me and my whole friend group. We have about like 15 people in it. But some people couldn't make it. But it was a group of us, and we found out. We were, like, we had a pray circle. We were, like, like trying to manifest everything. And then when we had it, we were, like, let's record the camera. So we were all, like, on my couch area, and we put the camera right underneath the TV. And we were, like, come on, Dougie. Like, you always get the overtime winner. And then when, like, people were, like, shoot, shoot, he got it. And we all screamed, like, obviously had the video shows. We all screamed, jumped, and got so happy. And then how we promote is that we sent it to everyone that we know. We blasted it on Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. And we were having people tag the NHL. We even DM'd different, um, like, New Jersey Devils uh, fan clubs, like, accounts on Instagram. They promoted it and were tagging the Devils, NHL. And eventually everyone was reposting it on Twitter and everything. And got the attention of NHL, New Jersey, and et cetera. So... I've had some stuff featured on NHL before. I remember one of my questions to Jack was aired on uh, NHL, uh, Bar Down, um, TSN, all that. So how do you deal with basically just getting that amount of attention and all those eyeballs, you know, looking on you and your friends? How do you like um, deal with it? So we, I did me and my friend that, I was also very popular on Twitter at the time. We did get a lot of hate, but we kind of just, like, it's just me and a couple girls, like, around my age, just cheering for the team we like. Like, um, it, even though we were losing, we were still down two games and we were winning one. Like, we still had a lot of fun doing it. And we did get a lot of, like, be like, oh, hey, we saw you on NHL. Like, congratulations. Like, I did get a lot of support from that. But it also was hard with the hate. So I just lost them out. And then... It was just, it was hot. Like, my family was texting me about it. My All my friends we were all just, like, happy that we even got the opportunity to be on the front cover of the promotion of the overtime win. That's very smart. Don't don't let them get you down. Now, let's talk about, lastly, some of your work for Jersey Sporting News. What can people anticipate from your articles? Because, once again, you are uh, a little young, but you're up and coming, and you, you're definitely taking strides in the right direction. So, just tell us what's what it's like working for Jersey Sporting News. So it's it's very I'm used to this kind of work from my school, but it's more like I can write about the devils in my opinion or even factual. And it's very I it's very enjoyable because I just go to like say like the rookie camp. I was just able to go to it, absorb all the everything I got. I got notes, got pictures and videos so I can look back at it and just write a 500 or more little article about all the players that improved from the last year rookie camp, the players that are looking exceptional to the upcoming maybe even roster or Utica. And it's just, it's very, I enjoy it because I'm obviously a huge fan of the Devils and all the younger players. And it's just, it's, enjoyable looking forward because I'm like oh I get to write about the upcoming games I get to come up at the preseason different players that are shining and different things like that so Annika we talked about everything we talked about the devils we talked about uh, some of your work where can my audience find you at 
they can find me on Annika Devils on Twitter, Instagram, and that's really it. Maybe it's even a TikTok soon. All right, we'll hold you accountable to that. So, Annika, thank you for taking the time to do this. And like I do to close out every show, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.